let's take a minute to talk about PodCoin. You love podcasts. You listen to podcasts. You're listening to your favorite podcast right now. So why not get paid for listening to podcasts? PodCoin, available on the iTunes and Android Marketplace, is a simple app. Download it. Subscribe to your favorite podcast. Subscribe to this podcast, in fact. And get paid for listening. If you download PodCoin right now and use the code FRANKEN, you will get 300 free PodCoins just for signing up. And you can use those for Starbucks. You can use them for Amazon or... You can use them for charity. Now, you accrue PodCoins virtually from any podcast you listen to. So go ahead, go download PodCoin, earn some coins, subscribe to Frank and Culture, and get paid! Welcome, everybody, to another fine edition of Frankensteiner. I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller. And I'm Julie Jubaka. And we're on a hunt for our favorite things in antique stores. We don't really know what we're looking for, but I guess we'll just have to figure it out. Thank you, Zach and Kurt. <laughs> I was trying not to laugh. <laughs> I just, uh, hi, I like everybody. That show. I, yeah, it is. It's a really good show. Anyways, hi, everybody. <laughs> so we have a lot to get through today, right? Because we have Raw, SmackDown. Uh, we could really kind of just touch on NXT. It was kind of a filler show. Spoiler yeah. alert. Lots of video packages. Um, And then we can get into AEW, and then we'll talk about predictions. Some predictions. This is yep. going to be the wildest week, and let's go. Right. That was like... A fake enthusiastic yell, but I am legitimately hyped about NXT Takeover Toronto. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, um, this is yeah. No, it's, oh it's gonna be tight. It's gonna be tight. If the one thing I like, I've I've always stated this. This I've never wavered on this. The, there's one thing NXT, just WWE in general, like as a as, and I'll say this as a blanket statement. If it's one thing WWE can do is their fucking NXT takeovers. They are always good. The whoever is on that roster doesn't matter if it was before or now, uh, before or now. They really tried to like put on some damn things, and then when you look at the damn roster for it, bitch, yeah, it's gonna be tight. It's gonna be ridiculous. So let's get right into it. Right. So we're gonna start yep. us off. Um, Last week, if you guys noticed, we didn't cover um, NXT because we shot it. We recorded on a Wednesday, right? So, so I do want to touch on, though, uh, the return of Fandango. So, I'm very hyped to see the man himself come back. Um, no, I totally um, agree with that one. Um, so Brazango cool. all day. Yeah, I'm hyped. But, so, Toe type. something we'll, to- we'll jump into. By the way, all the video packages. Uh, this week, they cut a promo, um, but it was just like very, like back to being the fashion files which i don't have a problem with it's just like when fandango it was something i agreed with um listening to other podcasts too uh when fandango came in he looked badass and then they cut this promo yesterday which would have been the seventh um and it was just it was dumb and i was like come on man we're taking a step back yeah. keep pushing forward yeah. but we'll see yeah 
we'll see. That's how I look at it. It's one of those you got to wait and see with those moments because you don't know if they're going to end up um, having it where um, they end up realizing the fashion file shit is garbage and they decide to do something different. I mean, we don't know. They might start doing it and it's the realization before they change their new into whatever new gimmick where they're all badass and shit. We'll see. Right. It, it could be. It could be. So let's jump you know. right away into Raw. Um, one thing to do we don't say before we really kick off Raw. Um, rest in peace to Harley Race. Um, Just want to put that out there right away. First yep, first. yep. And then um, if you guys listen to Julie and I on Get the KO, we also uh, send our condolences to those affected from the El Paso um dayton as well as chicago um shootings from the past weekend so it's been a mess y'all it's been a mess but also if you listen to our other podcast please take one thing from it that i kept saying watch your fucking mouth shit talking's gone a little too far nowadays we need to need to pull back a little bit pull back things have got pretty crazy out there i think we all can agree everything needs to settle down now we need to start settling down yeah we do we need to settle down and put away our video games. Okay, I'm sorry. That was the biggest <laughs> load of shit. I don't give a fuck. Whoever said that, every politician, this is the only time we'll bring up politics on this show. Every fucking politics, politician, and anybody else that brought up video games is the reason why, literally, I want to shove my Xbox controller up their asshole, out their fucking mouth, and be like, no. Video games they make people violent. Fucking lag does. There's a difference. <laughs> Poor internet connection. That's what causes it. That's what makes us violence. If that's the case, <laughs> has nothing to do. Has nothing to do with Call of Duty. <laughs> I'm just saying. If that's the case, though, pro wrestling games should make me a better wrestler. That put out there, <laughs> right? If they're that influential. <laughs> yeah. So let's I... jump. <laughs> let's jump in. First <laughs> thing we had right off the bat, right? We had a ten bell uh, to what we just acknowledged, right? Um, and then yes. Um, Raw went into their intro theme, which I didn't know they had one. I haven't seen it in years. Um, <laughs> but we just saw get we saw Joe on top yelling at Michael Cole about him being blamed for the attack on Roman from SmackDown last week, which I think is funny because then Cole was just like, "Welcome everybody to Monday Night Raw, where we've been interrupted by Samoa Joe." Like, dude, shut up. We see he's right there, dumbass. Um, you, you're asking too much at this point. Yeah, I am. He's like he's <laughs> gonna describe everything scene by scene. But um, <laughs> it's funny though because he was like, "We took a poll. Eighty percent of people believed it was you." Like, then he gets, "I took a poll oh too my by God. myself, and everybody here's a dumbass." I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, that's, you're not lying." <laughs> this <laughs> is true. Lying, you know? Facts. So ha- hashtag facts. Hashtag super facts. Um. So we jumped into the first match, right, which I thought was kind of cool, cool kind of dynamic, right? Uh, Becky Lynch is Charlotte Flair versus Natalia and Trish Stratus. So, you know. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, me too. Like, face heel versus face heel. That was an interesting dynamic, though, because it was like, it's not something you're used to, because you would have expected Becky and Trish to be on a team versus yeah. Charlotte and yeah, so I thought it was very cool. But like it also makes absolute sense when you think about the personal dynamic where Natalia and Trish have a relationship as well as Becky and Charlotte. We all know they're fucking friends outside of it, you know. 
right. fuck off. They call each other best friends. So I think it it made me as a wrestling fan who's into wrestling that's not just WWE. It made me excited because they're um they put people who work well together and people who work well together on teams. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. They they fuck they fucked off whatever bullshit storyline they were saying in the moment as far as Becky and Charlotte fucking hate each other, blah, 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 whatever the bullshit, and went, no, these two make sense. Let's put them against these two that make sense because they're going to face each other. You know. And what it, did we get out of that? Becky Lynch getting a win because of a disqualification. Charlotte left the ring, and Natalia decided just to hold on the hold all the way through the five count. And then her and Trish got into it. Eventually, Natalia just left. Trish and Becky just stood there. Game. I mean, it was a it was a decent little match. I'll say <sighs> decent. I want to say if great. This, if this makes sense, um, I'll be the one that says it. I'm just I I don't care about Becky Lynch as much as I did before, and they're really doing a good job about like like I mean I was more hyped for Natalia. Mm. Like, if this makes sense, I don't know what it is. And, I, and I've and i enjoyed Becky Lynch's The Man, and I've enjoyed her Twitter game and all that stuff. I don't know. The way that they're, the way that they're writing this, I'm not liking Becky as much as I thought I would or as much as I think they're trying to intend. I'm going like, fuck it. Put the pile on Natty. Fuck it. Let her win in Toronto. Fuck it. She's worked her ass off. You guys gave her the fucking fart storyline. You guys at least owe her that. Right. You know what I mean? And I feel I'm kind of irritated by that because if your whole point is for me to cheer on Becky, you're doing a really bad job. Yeah. yeah I don't care. Right. I don't care as much about it as I would have two, three months ago. You know what I mean? So I think they did the, they're doing the Roman reigns with Becky. Well, as far as I mean, I they, see, they booked they're, they're, that, shitty people. Let's be honest. Well, that's what, Well, yeah. But then on top of it, when you're, even if you're booking them against shitty people, if you're constantly booking them in front of shitty people, or we need to bring up the man, or blah, 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 blah. She's always on Twitter, and then they bring her up on this, and then she's on the cover of this. It's cool if they booked her right, but they didn't book her right for a while, as far as the people she was going. Yeah, and then the man's man shit with her, like, her and, I get it, you don't have fucking, and I've said it before, you don't have John and Nikki, I get it. So you have a new couple that you can focus on. But all of, it's like all of this is making, it's not making me not like Becky, because I love Becky. She's a fantastic wrestler. She's great with her attitude. She knows what she wants. But the WWE factor in this is not going the way I think they intended because like I said, I'm like, fuck it, put the belt on Natalia. I'd like to see what Natalia could do as champion. Like, and I think what they want me to do is hate her. You know what I mean? They're trying to make her the heel and they're not doing that successful of a job. Like we've t- talked about Shale Sonnen being like, there you guys don't, you guys build somebody and then break them down, build somebody and then break them down, build somebody and then break it down. Right now I'm like, fuck it, put the belt on Natalia. You guys haven't done enough. Build her up a little bit and then break her down again. Cause you guys just love doing that. You know? Fuck it. I don't give a shit if they change title now. You're right. Yeah, I, I yeah. agree with you. It's just it's a shame. It's a real shame. It is. It's it's an absolute shame. I totally agree with that. Because I think Becky could have had a great match. She could have had a match with Lacey Evans. And I would get I would give that because, you know, it's like the new up and comer. Kinda like what they did with Lana when she was going against Naomi. I kinda was cool with that. I would be cool like one match with Lacey, then she gets beat. Then you put it with Asuka because, you know, Asuka did get that win over Becky. 
And then the next it, match you, know, you would do, you would do like, you would go back, you'd go back to Natalia, right? So I could see it that way. Right. It strengthens the title when it goes, goes through that route. But you know, yeah. it's WWE, man. They fuck everything up. Yeah. It's cool. If this makes sense too. Also, I, Lacey Evans, they, I'm going to be the one that says it. All the people would disagree and I don't care. They did a disservice with her. Oh, yeah, I, did, the, yeah. the way they trunce her out, like, oh, the lady, blah, blah, blah. I mean, did you all just fucking plain out forget that she's a badass military woman? Like, well, she's literally, then, she's they, literally a badass. And they, they literally a badass. Line. Remember, they, yeah, they, they said they, it in they, passing. She was like, and I'm a military woman. Like, yo, we just, yeah, just I, right I now? Think, I think they did. They could have done. They could have wrote her better, and they didn't. So it didn't. It it made it look like Becky was going against nobody. And I'm gonna be the one who says it. That's not fair to Lacey at all. Nope. They're writing her wrong. They're making her a bitch. So it's this whole thing up to Natalia with the belt and Becky and Charlotte and Lacey and whoever else they wanted Ember and well, I don't give a fuck who else they want to toss in there. Right at this point, I'm just like, put the belt in Natalia and figure out your storylines. Yep. Okay. At least with because at least I'll be fine with Natalia because she's worked her ass off. Right. You know what I mean? She's been there long enough. Put the title on her. Fucking I don't care. And now you have Lacey Evans knocking out Dana Brooke on main event, which. Oh yeah. Cool. Whatever. All right. So, Julie, I've been keeping track of my favorite matches for since the start of the year. Right. I have thirty-one mm-hmm. matches that I've considered as my favorites so far. And eventually I'll put like a top 10 or I'll try to put a top 10 together. But 10% Mm -hmm. of those matches, 10% of the 31 is this next match. Rey Mysterio Jr. versus Andrade (laughs) is three of my favorite matches out of the 30. I'm like, this is, this is kind of ridiculous that every time they come on a set, I'm just like, when you, Yo, this is yeah, amazing. But, well, yeah, but you know what? It, I, I don't find it ridiculous considering um, that uh, – sorry, one second. I, I'll i be straight up honest. I have to turn my television on. I looked – I mean, turn television off. I looked over for a second. Something was going on TV. I didn't know what it was. Um, this is why you don't put on television in the background, folks. Um, <laughs> you get distracted, especially if ADHD. Um, no, I agree with you having Rey Mysterio on um, and Andrade on there as much as because they are just – really good people to go against each other yeah you know what i mean so no it makes absolute sense they they put the work in and they tell a great story in the process and you have two people who are developed wrestlers outside you know i mean the ray mysterio wasn't a wwe guy first no you know what i mean i've always found when you have people that were not wwe guys like that it's like you watch them do a wrestling match and you're like oh Oh, I'm not saying that WWE guys can't pull off that storyline, but the ones that have been around that haven't had somebody nitpicking, they know how to communicate like that. And you can see it. Yeah. I can understand why the two of them are on your list that many times. Oh yeah. I, yo, and it's funny because like we talked about Andrade when he was in NXT and now seeing Mm -hmm. him on the main roster and him and Rey Mysterio and the chemistry those two have together. It's to me, it's, it's fucking amazing. And they hit, New spots every time that people did not see coming. Like, for instance, who the hell thinks I'm going to do a penguin slide out of here into a sunset powerbomb? That's insane. And into the, into <laughs> the barrier yeah. of all the things. Like, God, I, that, That's the thing. That's why I said I think that they um, 
the reason why they do good is because they ha- they know how to communicate without having to have the person that is the most micromanaging motherfucker on the planet on your back. Plus, you know, we're, they've worked in the Latino wrestling community. You know what right. I mean? And that's an entirely, you know, Mexican wrestling is an entirely different beast. I mean, I'll, I'm going to bring it up as a side note. I mean, I don't know if you watched it, but came motherfucking Velasquez. Oh, my God. He, he, I'm so proud of the way he did in wrestling. Why I watched the match that he had because he tagged with Cody Rhodes and um, oh my god, oh my god, I'm blanking on the third member, blanking on the third member. I'm but, I don't remember either. I know who you're, uh, talking, I know who you're talking about that. But but like I went and I watched that 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 pay per view. It's it, you see the way that that they they wrestle and how fluid it is, and there isn't that confusion that will happen in communication and i think that that just shows like when you watch the two of them go it shows like that that that's what happens a lot of them they, they're really good that you know when you watch luchas with how quick they are you got to yeah. be like on the fly this trust trust and communication you got to do it quick you know what i mean and the both oh, yeah. of them having that in their background I, I think that's the reason why they do such an amazing job is because they can communicate they can move quick and they can do it all at the same time which and is hard for you for guys people. who don't know Andrade won this match uh, due to interference from Selena again, but <laughs> don't want to take that away. Surprise! Amazing match. Go watch. Um, next, uh, we were in the fake OBGYN, um, and as Mike and Maria were coddling on the bed, talking about how great of a mom she's going to be, uh, Mike got the pin and won the 24-7 title. <laughs> I... As he runs out, of the 20 which by the way i think we all kind of called that but in different ways because we were kind of expecting somebody else to like jump in they'll come up and like hug or something but then mike gets the win he runs out and who should be waiting for him in the fake obgyn doctor office carmella and our truth where our truth was dressed up as a pregnant woman and he told Mike that his waterhead just broke. He's having his baby and threw the baby at Mike and then pinned him. So, again, our truce is now your 11-time 24-7 champion. So. My brain fucking <laughs> hurts. It's, Love it's wild. Shit. Like, if this makes sense. Um, okay. <laughs> I understand them trying to get the belt off of Maria. Off, yeah, I'm just, I'm trying to th- collect my thing because my brain's just going ah! at the same time. So, okay, I understand them trying to get it off Maria, and I understand them putting it on Mike and the way that they did it. I actually was like, oh my god, whatever, you got it off of her, you know. But I actually was done with the entire thing when he walked in to the fakest looking fucking waiting room <laughs> I have ever what the fuck WWE you literally have a movie studio you can't fucking figure out hiring a staging company no that looked like a high school fucking production making a waiting room I guarantee goddamn tea I could fucking drive a couple miles up the road, go to East Detroit High School right now, and be like, "Excuse me, people, can you make this set?" And it would look better. I fucking guarantee it. What <laughs> it, that that just that made me not hate made me hate it. I was like, I don't give a fuck about this. Put it back on Drake. Put it back on Drake. Get Drake back in this, please, because that was funny. This is making me upset. Put it back on Drake. We put the pregnant lady in, and now we're going crazy with the 
fucking whack ass look at God, that fucking waiting room made me so mad. All right, so we're gonna move on because I don't want you to yes, blow. Please. I don't want you to blow a gasket over there. No, um, it's it it's it just no. shows again we can why WWE is irritating. Well, it's just it shows once again why WWE in general is irritating. So you can't think that far ahead. Our next, That's what it is. Our next segment was Paul Heyman coming down with Brock Lesnar to cut a Paul Heyman promo. Which, by the way. I love Paul Heyman's promos. I know a lot of people who are getting sick and tired of him because it's just, it's just Paul doing Paul. But yeah. he still cuts an amazing promo, so I don't care. Every time he steps into that, I love hearing his promo. Dude, do you but get sick and tired of Michael? Well, I look at it this way. Do you get sick and tired of Michael Buffer saying, let's work ready to rumble? No, he fucking doesn't say anything different. But if he comes up and goes, I'm going to say let's ready to rumble, I'm going to listen and be excited. Actually, I did. You know what? I did. I did laugh my ass off when he was on a Don't Mess With The Zohan. And he oh, was like, everybody's yeah. going to get fired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, but I'm just saying, like, when you see Michael Buffer, let's get ready to rumble. When you see Michael Heyman, I mean, when you see Paul Heyman, you know Paul Heyman's going to go on a Heyman rant. Yep. It's going to be the same thing. It's He's going to go, Barack, and he's just going to be the hammiest ham man <laughs> in the world. Like, why is anybody surprised at this point? So I just wait for like where... new. I wait for new insults in there. That's what I wait for. So here's where my problem is, right? Mm-hmm. Seth comes out. He's like limping, holding a chair because he got his ass whooped last week, and he's like using it as a crutch. Oh my god! Yes. But then he gets into the ring, and I don't know. Some people are trying to justify it as like the last warrior kind of like stand, but he just like runs at Brock Lesnar, and Brock just kicks him. I was like. Yeah, I would have done the same shit. Like that's that's realism right there. <laughs> like you're running at me too. both. Like I imagine this scene. Like um, I, so it, I imagine it's supposed to be on. a fight. I imagine this. I imagine this being like Tom Cruise in The Last Samurai, where they're all running at, with like ninja swords, and like the army is just sitting there with a the Gatling gun and just mowing them down. And like yeah. that's how I well, imagine that. It's, it's supposed right. Sad. It's supposed to be a fight. But what would you do in a fight? I'm gonna tell you right now. In a legitimately, if a in a legitimate fucking fight, if I was going against somebody, and I'm sorry, this sounds rude, but I'm straight up about the fact that I'm a dirty fighter. If I'm literally fighting somebody, because why the fuck did I get into a fight to begin with? But if I'm getting into a fight with somebody and I see that they're compromised, but they're still dumb enough to run at me, I would do the same exact shit. I would just do my kick and be like, "Why are you still doing this?" And just stand it's, above you as you breathe hard and be like, what the fuck was that? Dummy. I think my problem I would have was... literally done the same exact thing as Brock. Been like, yeah. what the fuck? What I the just fuck? think my problem with it, right, is that Seth, like, ran at him with, like, both hands in the air with a chair in it. And he's just like, bruh, bruh. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what he should have done? He should have ran with, like swinging the chair almost directly in front of him and like a swinging like back and forth like a like as a fucking machete and he's you know like one of those grass cutters those big ass fucking scythes like swing it like that around at him at least that way at least that way if brock's trying to come at you he's got to try to get through the swinging ass chair and even if you miss that first shot sideways you're gonna get him him the second shot in that back through right you're gonna get him on the the first shot it's okay but then like brock kicked the shit out of him and then Seth cut like the flattest promo of like all. T- I know I don't know if I'm good enough, but I have to win the Universal title. I just, I just have to. 
I yeah. have to do it. His promo skills are as good as his Twitter shit talking game. Sorry. No, but the cra- crazy thing is, when, he's usually when good. Seth, he's usually yeah. good. He's, he's he's almost always on point. And I'm, I'm, just like, I'm sorry. I don't know what, you're I don't know what right it now. is. I'm going to tell you right now, I have been concerned about Seth Rollins and everything with him. He's since they started well no not even just that since they started shoving the fact that he's been banging Je- becky and i don't mean that it is because of her like she's doing this i'm not saying that I, I, i'm sorry we've all had a boy we've all had a best friend or a friend or somebody you knew that when they got into a relationship the relationship's kind of the focus because it's new and it's something that you got to work on i weird. i wonder if his re- if because they're putting it's a new relationship and you're putting such a focus on it. If that's not also affecting part of his part of the way that he delivers, because you get, not only does he have the pressure of being the top guy in the company. Now you got his relationship in the focus so, and it's a new thing. Yeah. But I've no, mentioned his relationship since Extreme it doesn't Rules. matter. Yeah, but they did. They have done it. So everybody already, if you're a WWE fan, you know, you know that they're in a, you know, they're a couple. Yeah, but you Becky know didn't I mean? come out and try to say Becky didn't come no, out and call I'm not, him I'm not, he got his ass I'm not, I'm not, but I'm not saying that though. I'm saying is they they put the, they focused on them when they were at the because you're you're thinking of just the television. You got to think about outside when they were at the awards. They put them all over Instagram. The two of them being at the MTV movie or whatever VMAs I think it was or whatever. Blech. It's it's stuff like that. Is what more I'm talking about. It's not just on TV. Is they put such a focus on. Look at the stuff they're doing together outside. Look at the things they're doing together. They had, you know. I don't know. I'm not saying. It looked like Roman Reigns was hitting on Becky on the 2K video game release. I don't know if you saw the trailer or not. Uh, Yeah, but I mean, I think that's more legitimately acting than than him wanting to bank. Is like. (laughs) um, But I'm just saying, like. I'm I'm not saying that he's not a good wrestler. I just don't know if it's maybe the way creative is writing him that yeah. they're saying like sound like a bitch or what, but it's like they're almost neutering him. Like the man's man thing. That's a great example of it. They're almost like neutering him, his character in a way. And I'm not saying they're like, oh, they're tr- you can't have a power. You can't be with the power for female. I'm not saying that at all as a loudmouth bitch myself. I'm saying like, there, it's almost pre- that, that promo is a great example of there's out of character things that he's been doing as of late. Yeah, it's and you're right. It's just creative. Just needs to go back to Seth and be like, hey man, just be you. Go out there and yeah. have fun. And just, or Seth, it's, it's gonna or take Seth time. Go, yeah, or Seth goes to creative and tells him that I, whatever yeah. the one whoever needs to communicate with whoever, forget about what storylines that you have involved Becky. Forget about that. Go back to Seth being. That guy that cashed in the money in the bank at WrestleMania in the sneakiest, sneakiest way and made us all cheer and also go, fuck, Seth Rollins got the title all, all right. at the same time. Go back to that. All right, so we got to move because we're still on yeah. Raw and we're already 30 minutes into this. Um, <laughs> so the Viking Raiders squashed another enhancement talent. Cool. I know they're on hold. They'll probably let them go after SummerSlam. Let's just chill and wait. Mm-hmm. Um, however... I guess this is going to be a thing now. The Fiend is going to be using a mandible claw, as far as I know. I mean, I'm just going to put it out <laughs> there. So, how this got set up, and I know and everybody's like, what? How this got set up was um, Cedric Alexander and Drew uh, McIntyre were going to have a match. 
Um, and Kurt Angle, because they're in Pittsburgh, was going to be the special guest referee. Um, match never got started. Fiend jumps in, puts Mandible Claw on uh, Kurt Angle. Scene. I'm not going to lie. I like the fact that they're kind of feeding legends to the Fiend. That's, you know, Mick Foley as well as Kurt Angle. Um, right. And Finn, you know. But it's it's cool. I just can't wait to see what happens at SummerSlam and then what happens post-SummerSlam. I, I love The Fiend. He cannot do no wrong to me. And I love watching Bray Wyatt's new character. Again, cannot do no wrong to me. Yeah. So I, I'm just, I just need the next step. Um, so after that, the OC was supposed to be challenging um, The New Day. Rico California. Day. I love Sorry, <laughs> Wrestle oh, Talk. Wrestle Talk does it all the time now. I got stuck in my head. I can't help it. So, um, yeah. So we had the OC. I block it out when the they play. Day. So I can't do it. <laughs> um, but I did a really good job when the show existed. So try me, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> so AJ Styles immediately jumped in and they beat up. Uh, they were winning against the New Day. Um, but then Ricochet came in and there was the big battle. Came back after commercial break. Six man tag match. OC wins, sweet. Um, do you know what? Do you know what they've been calling it now? Like I've seen this multiple times on Twitter in at least three articles. What's that? It's called it's called Rico Day, and I'm not happy about that name. <laughs> I hope that that's just people being stupid. I hope so because, because... That, that is a dumb motherfucking name. <laughs> no, <laughs> as soon as you say the name Rico, I think Uncle Rico, and I just think no, Dynamite. no, for, for me. <laughs> When I think of Rico, the first thing I did is you tell, like, I mean, you're around the same age. We're all around the same age, so. But you tell how old our asses is where I'm like, Rico. Swab. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the moment I thought, I was like, bitch, if you don't think I'm going to Rico Suave, you don't know what the 90s and 80s were. I do. So, um, but yeah, dumb nickname. Please don't be that name. Next segment, right? Um, this is kind of crazy, though. So Samoa Joe comes back out, sits in a ring, and he calls out Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns, for some reason, is not at the show. He's still driving around, trying to get to the Pittsburgh arena. Um, <laughs> he pulls in, and Samoa Joe meets him outside. And then they're like, Samoa Joe's like, hey, what's up, Oos? You want to fucking do this? Let's do this, blah, 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 blah. Obviously, he's not cursing. It's PG. Hey, you want to freaking do this? Let's do this, bro. Yeah, Oos. And um, Test yeah, me outside. Catch, Catch me, me outside. outside. How about that? <laughs> so, How about that? <laughs> so the door opens up. Roman's like, come on, bro. Let's just be. Oh, snap. And he jumps back in the car as another car plows into his rental. Um, and then from there, actually, this was kind of cool, though. Samoa Joe gave, like, this real concern. Like, what the hell, man? Like, what's just going on? So he, like, talks to Roman, tells him to stay in the car, keep laid down, you know, don't move. Calls for a medic. Scene. Cool. Right. I, I, I'm right. If Samoa Joe and Roman Reigns made a tag team together, I'm not fighting people on that. I I may yeah, fight people on that, actually. I might take that back because you have the goddamn Viking experience and you have, um, God damn it, uh, Street Profits. On the show, and you haven't utilized either one of those teams. Obviously, you can't utilize the Street Profits right now. I get it. There's this whole stupid rule about they can't beat nobody, but they can't lose to nobody. So we're just going to keep them doing promos in the back. But you have those teams. And I, I would hate to see, like, 
the Roman so- Samoans or whatever they're going to call them, Roland Samoans, go battle against everybody after that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. I wouldn't mind if it was, like, the Samoans kicking everyone's ass because, I mean, like, it would make... I think it would make Roman Reigns look more badass. That sounds shitty, but, I mean, Samoa Joe's got cred already. I mean, sorry. yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I think it would, I think it would raise that, like, intensity level of, uh, of um, <clears throat> Roman, which actually would probably do good for his character because I think... Because Vince did such a disservice in the way that they built him up, I will fight anybody if they tell me otherwise. Once they pulled him off of the shield and they tried to make him his own thing, they did a kind of shitty job. And they, you know, we all heard uh, John Moxley go on about the feeding of the promos. So I think if they were to put him with Joe, I think we could get, I think we could start forgetting about suffering Succotash. You know what I mean? Succotash. Well, I'm thinking when you think about it, you. If you put him against Joe and the two of them just start laying waste to the entire WWE roster and oh, you yeah. get this side of, of Roman that you you see what's like showing in Hobbs and Shaw, which I'm not saying, you know, it's just the movie for those who haven't seen it, it's The Rock. Yeah. Um, I think if you were to raise his intensity level with Joe you're giving Roman Reigns a credibility that was trying to be manufactured for him. It needs to come naturally. And I think by putting him with Samoa and having them do some really strong matches, it would come organically. You know what else is because we didn't have the other Usos on the show. Only one tag team can be Samoan at a time. So Samoa Joe, Roman on Raw, Usos on SmackDown. I don't care. <laughs> they just or you make them a faction. Fuck it, I don't care. Have all four of them run. Oh my wild. god, that shit would be dog. dope. Dog, that'd be fucking dope if they did a sumo in faction. Because think about this. Think about this. You fucking bring uh, Snooka into it. Yeah, I can you do can without bring... her. I'm just saying, but but think about it. Like even if she's not, um, because she did really good as management for the Usos. You'd have to stay in management, and that's what I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying in the ring. I'm saying if you put her as management, because realistically, not all of them, <clears throat> Roman, are really good on the mic. They could get better, but I think if you had, and I'm not saying that she's that great on the mic either. I put that out right now. But I think if you have an, because you got to think about the China factor. You know, you got to uh, intimidate or Zelina. Zelina's a great example too. You got. She's a feisty little intimidating bitch. Whereas, like with some, with China, she was a a, a brick shit house. I think if you put Tamina on there, because I I feel like they're going to keep Tamina signed forever, so at least it utilizes her instead of just having her sit in catering because that's what they like to do with their females. Um, instead of her taking a bump and not writing her the right way, put her with them, make a faction. She can be the one that you know if there's a female, she can stop them. You know what I mean? She doesn't have to necessarily get in the ring, but say if there's a faction they go against and they got a female with it, pff, we get that back. So, or she could hit hit the guy on the outside of the ring like China used to do back in the day. You know yeah. what I mean? So we, I think um, if they, I think that'd be pretty neat if they did that. We can let we could let uh, Tamina just sit on the outside because isn't uh, Dwayne Johnson's kid training at the performance center still? I. Just don't. call her up. Put her on the. Put her as a um a valet. Just add her on the squad. Um, She'll be okay. I will, 
and the I Noe will, squad I, can be fucking shit up. You look that up. We're going to talk about this next match. So, yeah. um, you're talking about, um, you're talking about Simone, right? I was going to be like, you know, the other two are little. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. Okay. Well, that's it. Let's put them all in the ring. A little hey. faction, a little two year old fucking. Yeah. RKO out of anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about his oldest one. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> the women's tag team title match was going on. Um, so we had the Kabuki Warriors, Fire and Desire, the Iconics, and then the Crazy Bliss. Do I want to call it that? They don't have a real name. Um, Cross, Crossroads Bliss. Bliss Crossroads. Best no, friend, just say Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. I, th- I think you literally can just call Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. I think they actually don't need to have a team name. I mean, they're gonna because Nikki already put it out on Twitter that she wanted it. And I yeah. believe Alexa did as well. But it, they literally don't need a tag team in my mind. They don't even need a tag team name in my mind. So you just be like, Nikki Cross, Alexa Bliss. I'd be like, ah, oh, fuck it. I like them both. Do it. <laughs> we'll call them uh, Sanity. Yeah, like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, uh, first team eliminated from this match was Iconic. So we are guaranteed to have a new tag team, which tag team champions for the women's division. It was awesome. I'm not going to lie. Um, next to get eliminated was, uh, Fire and Desire, so Mandy and Sonya, um, and then it was the Kabuki Warriors versus Bliss and Cross, and I'm not gonna lie, I want to see this match again, maybe, like, on the pre-show, or even on the main card, I don't care, for SummerSlam, I want to see this again, because it was awesome, I just, I can't even lie, just the two, the four of those women together, having the time that they had, it, it just, Felt amazing. So, um, right. but in the end, uh, Twisted Bliss gets hit um, and they get the pin. So, new tag champions, uh, Bliss I and Cross, love... which I love it. I do. I love, like, if this makes sense, I think it's a good for Nikki because they were doing such a weird beginning with her. Yeah. So, yeah, give her a title. She deserves it. Um, yeah, yeah, no, and I do. I I will say this though. I have to put this out there. I do feel really bad for the iconics. They were really, they legitimately were heartbroken be- as as wrestlers, not just like take the uh, bullshit writing out of it. They were legitimately heartbroken that people they weren't on TV as much, that they didn't get featured as much, and that they they weren't tested as much. No, and so people thought they were bullshit placeholders. I do feel bad for that because I do love the iconics legitimately. I thought their title run was hilarious, but I do feel as wrestlers there was a bit of disservice done to them, as well as Bailey and Sasha. We said that prior that they didn't show them that often when they brought the titles out. So I hope now that you have Nikki Cross and and Alexa Bliss holding it, and you've got people like Fire and Desire and Kabuki Warriors trying to come at them that they legitimately. Um, hold this title in a higher regard on television than what they did with the first two teams. And we do need some more team, more female teams, but yeah, it's got to be up least... to them to take it to like NXT and go defend the titles and then go to wherever, just go defend the titles. It just has to be a thing. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying though, is like, even, even when they did the NXT stuff with like Sasha and Bailey, it was like barely hyped. Yeah. 
You know what yeah, I mean? So that's what I mean is if they're going to do it, you better hype this up because you did you did the first two teams kind of a disservice. Did a At least try to make yeah you got you need to you really need to make up for it with this third team. You third they say three times a charm. Th- you know, so now that you have it and you see that there's a palette a taste for tag team female wrestling, do it right. Right. So in the last segment of the night for Raw before we jump over to SmackDown, we had Dolph Ziggler. He came on Miz TV. They were joshing back and forth. Talk, 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 talk. Ziggler says some stuff. Signs his name. Cool. Um, and then Miz let Ziggler know that he was going to fight him on Raw next week, which was kind of cool because Shawn Michaels was out in the ring with Miz. Uh, Shawn got in, Miz's, in, um, in Dolph's face. And then Sean was like, it's not against me either. Which then Goldberg's music hit. And so Goldberg versus Dolph at SummerSlam. Which, I'm not going to lie, I, I'm i kind of excited about. Depending that, if it's a five minute match that or whatever. That makes just you. <laughs> and that's okay. I, if, I, let me put it this way. it's It's not that I'm not excited to see Goldberg. It's not that I'm not excited to see Dolph Ziggler. It's um, Dolph Ziggler has become the jobbiest job, 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 jobber in the world. They haven't yep. really done enough with him, but he takes it. He takes he takes the cash. He's willing to be jobbed out as much as possible. Then you bring Goldberg back. I because we'll talk about AEW later. This just gives me another reason why I'm excited for AEW. Yeah, I need something new. Yeah, I get it. And the only reason why I'm excited about Goldberg is I'm excited that, just to watch the match as yeah, a wrestling I, fan. Let me put that asterisk on there. As a wrestling fan, I'm excited for the match. And I know like a lot of people like shit on Goldberg and Undertaker for their last match that they had in Saudi Arabia. We could just be honest, man. Like Goldberg sucked. He sucked in that match. But we saw Undertaker come back and at Extreme Rules, he lit it up. He was the man. Right. Um and he was the talking point of Extreme Rules. I mean, I, I know there was other matches that we could talk about, but that match in particular, we yeah. were all excited about because a yeah. lot of stuff happened. Um, so I think if we go back and Goldberg has another five-minute match with Ziggler, cool. It is what it is. If some shit happens and he gets super kicked in the face by Shawn Michaels and Dolph Ziggler gets the pin, cool. I'm not really worried about it. <laughs> it just Yeah, like, just like I said, I... It's one of those I I'll like it because it's I'm a wrestling fan. I want to see Goldberg wrestle. I want right. to see Dolph Ziggler wrestle, and I want to see them wrestle each other. You know what I mean? I like the entertainment now, but um, I it, I am it, it's just moments like this that get me excited. It gets, reminds me why I'm excited for the fall. Right, something right. new. So we move over to SmackDown. Right, speaking of Damn. people who are what the hell? Where my SmackDown? retired oh, and unretired. Trish Stratus and Charlotte Flair had a word of exchange of words. Uh, Charlotte wanted to cut this promo, was going to show this video package. It got interrupted by Trish. Trish then came down, talk, 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 talk from Charlotte, smack in the face by Trish. Charlotte left. Dog, she smacked the taste out of her mouth. She did. She fucked her ass up. She lie. did. Like I, the the stills I have seen all over uh, Twitter and shit of like Charlotte's like and that pinky peachy outfit like faced all turn and trish has just got her her hand in the mid-swing like bitch you better give me my money it that's right Slap the handprint out the handprint matched the color of her outfit put it that yo way. right yeah 
Um, after that, we had Dolph Ziggler um, and Rey Mysterio were actually supposed to have a match, but Dolph came out, beat the shit out of Rey. He then got saved by Ali, who then got beat by Dolph Ziggler. Pretty much how you heard it is pretty much how it went down. There was a decent match. I don't want to knock all the way through, but yeah, Ali lost. So glad that um, we can cut promos and talk about being a light and then getting our lights shut out by Dolph Ziggler. So, cool. Uh, Roman Reigns. <laughs> That was good. Sorry. That was a good one. I fucking hate WWE sometimes. Uh, anyways. Roman Reigns uh, cut a promo or did like a video package. Cool. Uh, Natalia and Amber <laughs> Moon had a match. Um, and this was kind of cool. I did appreciate the fact that the match went to double count up because you don't want either person to lose going to SummerSlam. Yeah. Um, so I thought the double count out as far as like Natalia having a sharpshooter on Amber it Moon on the sense. outside was cool. Yeah, it made sense. Yeah, it made it made sense for them, and it both made them look strong because one wasn't going to quit and one wasn't going to back down. Right, and then Bailey you know, came uh, out and saved Ember Moon. Ember yeah. was kind of weary of it. Makes sense. Um, and then that's how the match ended. Uh, Shane McMahon was then on the Kevin Owens show. Um, they got into a fight. I roll. Yep. It was what it was. Um, I did appreciate this one. So this might have been my favorite match of the night. Uh, Sami Zayn came out, cut a promo, talked trash about Aleister Black, how he was afraid. Um, and probably the dumbest part of the show, uh, Aleister Black then cut a promo from his his like little stage lifter thing. I guess you want to, I don't know. How to call oh, it. yeah. And he I... was just like, that match is going to happen right now. And then... I wanted to set things on fire. I was like, with why my did they even cut it there? Just like, cut a video package. Just why, have him cut a video if, package in the back. If they wanted to make it look spooky and like he was in a coffin, guess what y'all motherfuckers could have done? Cut a promo in a coffin. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, yeah, if you're trying exactly. to make it he literally could have pre-recorded right now. Like I could say right now. I mean, like, we're going to have a match right now. And you don't know when right now is. This, nah. could, this could be played before another match. But you know what I mean? Like, You know what I would have liked? I would have hmm. liked if, like, they did a promo video where, like, Aleister Black was like, Hey, Sammy, I think we should have that match right now. And all the lights turn off and a guitar riff hits and then he's in the ring. And then the match, like, and then he black mass him. And that's it. <laughs> and it just pops um, You know what? I wouldn't do a guitar riff, to be honest. Only because of Elias. What I would probably do is some sort of slow, creepy organ to or weird choral thing. Because you got to think about his entrance theme. Especially when it's like the... Oh, 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 like all that creepy intensity that happens. It would right. have to be something creepy. Because that as cool as a guitar solo would be, the well, idea no, because, of... Like, the idea of Alice or a guitar riff or any kind of, uh, I think the, you got this, this is where my, I worked in haunted houses for way too long as a makeup artist. So like, I think of scene setting, the idea of an unsettling noise instead of a, um, vibrant, aggressive noise can actually make someone even more unsettled. So you think about all black, a noise that's very unsettling, and then he comes in and does the black mass. Well, okay, so here's my Creep reason fact. why I say, because you know that opening guitar solo, that, or that opening guitar riff he has, right? That mm-hmm. because remember 
when Johnny Gargano in NXT jumped Aleister Black and when the lights went out between Nikki Cross and Bianca Belair's match, that guitar riff hit and then there was Aleister Black sitting down in the center of the ring before he like told Nikki Cross, like, come here, who kicked me? And then like she told him. That scene that was just his guitar riff plus like obviously the the black light setting. I think it's funny because if you do the black light, if you drop all the the lights, right, it gives the impression that it could be Taker, right? But then the guitar, his guitar riff, makes it obviously know that it's his. I do understand your point though about the guitar riff. The reason why like I'm Elias. Saying, I get that. Well, part. not even yeah, that. Yeah. They've done it before. That's the other thing is you have to if they've not done on it the before. Main roster. It would. It doesn't matter. They've done it before. <laughs> you have. That's the problem. That this is the problem. That why WWE is keeps sh- shitting their fucking pants and fucking ratings. They repeat stuff and don't think about changing it up. And that's what I mean about like I totally get what you're saying because it was a fantastic fucking moment. I totally agree because when you said it, I knew what you were talking about. The whole yeah. creepy get over here. But the reason why I'm saying of like they got to get more creative as far as like moments like that when I'm at scene setting and then the black and then the black mask is they don't put that much thought into it. And if they do, they just let Vince McMahon erase it and edit it on the way or whoever ends up editing it. So like, I get it, but I I want somebody to do like, again, that just comes with the change it up, try something new. And if it doesn't like it, the fans fun house, fun house is a great example of try something new. The fans might hate it or they might fucking love it. Well, that's, that's because they gave total control to Bray Wyatt to do that because Vince was like I have no idea what you're talking about you can do whatever you want and then well, got over what, with the crowd that's an example though of letting something new happen giving Bray the ability to do this is is letting something new happen it's not also, Vince so I that's why I said new change it up yeah I got you I got you um Alistair Black won this match okay yep fun fact uh and then speaking of something new, Vince McMahon apparently like tore up the original script like two yeah, hours before the show I, I started that. off. That Isn't this crazy. like his like second or third week doing that in a row? Third week in a row, yeah. Which th- the last two shows of SmackDown were really good. This was a good episode of SmackDown. Like it was a good episode of SmackDown, but a bad episode for a going home show. You know what I mean? Right, I felt bad too because they were in Detroit, but I had no desire to go see SmackDown Live. I'm not gonna lie. Right, but um, <laughs> Biggie and Xavier bad Woods saying that out loud <laughs> fought the Planet Tears and lost. Oh no, they won. They won by disqualification. That's what it was because uh, yeah, Rowan hit Xavier Woods with the stairs. Um, I did you call I, them the Planet Tears? I did. <laughs> I called them the Planet Tears. I just fucking caught that. Like, I was scrolling through my notes and I was like, where's the Planet? Wait a minute. This motherfucker's talking about Daniel Bryan. God bless you, child. God um, bless you. So, uh, the show ends, though, with Roman Reigns walking to the back into the locker room, right? And he told everybody, like, hey, everybody get out of here. And then everybody's like, no, seriously, everybody get out. And everybody started to leave including Buddy Murphy, where he said, except you, Buddy Murphy, come here. And I felt like this kind of made Buddy Murphy look like a chump because it's like his second time really being on TV. Um, But Roman was like, who attacked me? He's like, I don't know. And even if I did know, I wouldn't tell you. 
and then proceeded to get his ass beat by Roman. And eventually was like, it was Rowan. Rowan did it. <laughs> and I was like, you should have just gone down, buddy. Yeah. Should have said shit. <laughs> yeah, and Dan and Eric. Well, did you see like him on Twitter Like after that? He was like, you got away with that. You won't get away with it again. Motherfucker, I'm going to tell you this right now. This is why WWE needs to take Shale Sonnen's advice about like making the fights believable. Because I'm going to tell you this right now. As someone that has fought somebody in my everyday life um, before. Not saying I do this every day. Uh, if someone comes up to me and puts their hands on me and does any of that damn shit, I don't go on Twitter the next day and say, oh, next time you won't get me. No, they will be picking their mouth off the fucking floor. Because if you put your hands on me like that, I'm going to slap the shit out of you. So I agree. It made it. It made him look weak because the day after is when he got hard. Yeah, I think. I think had he just like not said anything, and then that SummerSlam yeah. just came in and beat yeah, the shit fuck out of him Roman. Over. Yeah, I'm okay. With yeah, that. I was, that's where I was gonna go. I was like, don't say anything or fucking get him back. And when he's at least expecting it, you know, what I mean that kind of shit. Like you're saying with SummerSlam, do something where you're not like totally fucking buddy Murphy. Because the thing is, is Murphy's a good fucking wrestler. They're Why are you making him look? Him out. They're gonna job him out, and make him look like a bitch. Yep. Because that's and I feel really bad because okay you know you're gonna toss him from, to two hundred five live where he did a good job, and then you're gonna put him up on the main roster just to dick him around after he did a good job on NXT, right? You know, you sp- and two hundred five live, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying because he was a champ on there. But, you know, like, he did he had a good team when he was on NXT. I don't care what anybody says; they were great. They were a good tag team. Then you split him up, made him solo, and then you did yep. that. So it's like the hell. But that's how we end. Um, and then on 205 Live, uh, Oni Lorcan uh, won Best a six-pack challenge. Best Twitter account. <laughs> so he won a six-pack challenge. Um, and he'll be fighting Drew Gulak, actually, at the pre-show, presumably, Dude, for SummerSlam. I, I think it was after he beat him, he was like, give me. Because like, if you go and look at Oni Lorcan's uh twitter account he doesn't know uh that capitals doesn't have to happen all the time because every tweet is in capitals so it just feel it just feels like oni is yelling at me and i'm like and i'm totally fine with that because some of them are hilarious so like the the, one of them was recently about like feed me gulak or something like that i'm like give it to him he's angry and hungry or something he's so he's so angry he hasn't had his shots yet right someone get a fucking snickers (laughs) <laughs> yes he's not he's not waiting um so before we jump into our predictions for nxt toronto as well as SummerSlam, which are taking place this weekend um yep <laughs> uh so yep. something we really got to talk about because this probably was the most amazing thing uh to come out right I just, i'm gonna say it like that so episode four of the road to all out debuted last night and this would have been 8 7 so 2019 um and it really focused around the women right which was kind of cool so how they're Fantastic. determining the women's the the championship for the women's match right or the champion for the women's match yeah um but they're gonna bring back the the casino royale uh battle royale which i'm really hyped about um and for you guys who don't know it's different from the royal rumble or even like a battle royale where um you're going to have, is it 20, 20 superstars, four sets uh, are on 20 superstars are going to draw a card. Whatever suit they're in, they're going to be a part of that suit. So hearts, clubs, diamond spades. 
Uh, but one person is going to have the Joker card. Um, and no one knows who Joker's the Joker card is going to be. So it's going to be crazy. But the yeah. crazy thing was is Brandy acknowledged it. She said, as you guys know, there isn't 21 women on the roster. So it can be an unknown. This is where we got our new people at. Um, so the first first person that gets talked about is Teal Piper, which for you guys who are wondering, yes, that is Rowdy Roddy Piper's daughter who's going to be making her debut. Jesus Christ, her smile. Her and her brother smile. Mother fuck, they are so, they are their dad. Like, if you look at her and her brother when they smile, they got that cut cheek in where it's like that, that big grin where you're just like, oh, I want to smile now too. I'm yep. happy. Thank you. They got yeah, I was, I was, it was such a cool moment too for I, me. I, I was, but it was so real say, because she's, I don't know if you know, she's 36 and she's making mm-hmm. a pro wrestling debut. I was like, there's hope for mm-hmm. me. She waited. Yeah, she waited. <laughs> she, I, I like how she was talking about how she didn't, this is going to bring her closer to her dad. Yeah. Um, all in all, in general, this was a fantastic episode. Um, I, I know you're probably going to talk about the rest of the dealing, but I want to get to this before I forget about it. The section they did on Nyla Rose, right? I I, I want to say this as someone who has been a very very big advocate, and I'll give a shit if anyone wants to fucking hate tweet me. You can, I will fuck your world up with my comments. I've been a big advocate of the LGBTQIA community for a long time. I've been openly bisexual. I mean, I'm married to my my husband, but I've been openly bisexual female. To have a representation like Nyla Rose and to have a company so proud of their wrestler and to back her in the ways that they are, and Brandy will shit talk you down when you go to, to go to bash her. I don't think WWE would have been mature enough to be able to handle this the way the AEW is. And that video, uh, that, that little package they did with her, proved that. It, was, it focused on her. They didn't do a bit. It wasn't a big focal point about who she is. It was, I am me. People have accepted me for who I am. If they haven't, I've given their space. And she wants to be the first of who she is. That was edited in a way that needed to happen. Because rep- representation matters, flat out. It's the reason why seeing Kofi Kingston as a as a black champion is huge. Representation matters, and I'm very proud of the fact that AEW recognizes that. They do that with Sunny Kiss. They're doing that with Nyla, and this is a great example of it with this past video. Well, I mean, let's be. It's funny because like WWE teased that storyline with um, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, where like yeah. Sonya like stroked her hair and like. People lost their shit, right? Because they're yeah. like, "What are you going to do? You going to make this lesbian angle like you tried to do with Sasha and Bailey, and it didn't work?" Like, it's like, "Yo, I, I get right. where you guys come. I one hundred percent get where you guys are coming from." Because WWE has a tendency of just fucking up all sorts of storylines, or they do shit like, um, "Was it Billy and Chuck?" Yeah, that, so- that that's the other thing is WWE is really good about being insensitive about. Yeah, it. and that's why I was going with it. Yeah. But yeah, so big shout out. That's I did the like the Nyla video. I definitely, um, I I liked Nyla from the jump. I had no idea about her story, so I was very I don't, right. I was, also, I was people, shocked. Yeah. Also, if if people don't know this too, if you want to know a little bit more as well, she also before she was in wrestling, 
She actually did star. I can't remember what year it was, but uh, in Canada, uh, Out TV, which is, I believe, very much like our logo TV here, which is a, a gay pride kind of television network. She actually was the star of a comedy TV series called Switch, and it was about a transgendered female um, and the lives and hurdles and the comedies that come with it. She was actually a star of that show in Canada. So she's going from being a comedy actress on a television series to being a badass wrestler. Uh, right. I'm very proud of everything she's doing, and this is the company she needed to be with because I do not believe that I could trust WWE to do this and do this right. Well, just think about like all the people that she's going to have matchups with too, right? Because yeah. we saw her at fighter fest and we've seen her at fight for the fallen she's had great matches um dude but think, think about, about this. awesome kong and aja kong yeah. like mm-hmm. think her. about this i'll i'll tell you this right now because we we cover an entirely different sport where this has been brought up because of a fighter that wanted to be transgender and there's there's way more um nitty-gritty in that so i don't want to go too far into it because it starts getting into really great territories but think about the way that Ronda Rousey reacted to the idea of a trans woman going into her sport. Oh, yeah. I did not see that at all from any of these wrestlers that faced her. It was, I'm going against the wrestler. She's a female wrestler. I'm putting on a show, and we're going to do it, and we're going to kick ass. Well, I, I, don't like- be- I don't believe I could trust. I, I, I do believe I could trust the wrestlers to do that, but I don't believe I could trust WWE as a company no. to make sure – that it's done right. But now you put that that together with AEW, which is a very social conscious con- uh, company, as you can tell. I think we're going to be okay. Well, it's in like, wrestling. And, and we'll talk about Ronda. Ronda had a huge problem with uh, Fallon Fox, which if that's who I was. That's, yeah, that's who it that's is. Our, yeah. Um, but the other part was is that Ronda had a huge problem with Chris Cyborg signing. With oh yeah, game. call she called. Mm. Yeah, so I think where my point being though is that um, yeah, like I was taken back. I had no idea, um, and I, yeah. that makes me more attached to Nyla Rose is knowing that she's trans, and you know I support that even more. So I definitely, you know, I'm definitely I have high hopes. You know, and I right. think the difference between like wrestling and like MMA, especially with like MMA, like when you when you trans when you're going over, right? I I don't even, we'll call it that. When you're crossing over, going from male to female, you, transitioning still, is the yeah, phrase. Yeah, thank you. Okay, if, if this you. makes sense, I just, when you want I phrases, the word. yeah, when you need the phrases, just be like, "What's the word for this?" I got right. you, bro. <laughs> so when you're transitioning, right from. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of concern for Ronda was, right? Was Yeah, but was the a, problem was she didn't address it that way. No. I mean, she was talking shit. She was, yeah, and shit. That's the problem. If she didn't express it in a way that made sense, she talked shit. You didn't have to worry about that with the wrestlers. Even if they expressed their concern about going against a transgendered female wrestler, uh, I have not heard one person talk the iota amount of shit as the way well, Ronda Rousey well. did. Because... She just handles shit really bad. But that's what I mean, though, in general, yeah. is there's a way to handle it. And if you didn't want to handle it, you didn't need to talk shit. And I believe that the way that – and it just also shows how a company lets stuff get handled. Right. Because I feel like AEW would be like, nope, we need ha- we handle this in-house, and we do not let it go on camera. And that's something I think I like that Nyla, Nyla said was, um, you know, she's like, if I meet those people who aren't 
okay with me. They're far and few between, and I can deal with it. And that's cool. Like, I also I really, like how she pointed like out that. that right, I also like how she pointed that she respects it because I think that the biggest misconception by a lot of people. Um, I I have several transgender friends. Um, is the biggest misconception is that um, I'm gonna I'm gonna force it on you. I'm gonna make yep. you. No, 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 no. That's not what they're doing. They just they're a fucking human. You know yeah. what I mean? They're just a human trying to do that life. You know, and so I think um, I think the fact that she pointed out something that is a really big misunderstanding is that they're going to make you understand their life. No, there's respect still a thing. Just right. because you might, it, it it transitions from male to female. Let me tell you that right now, and from female to male. Respect transitions too, you know? So I, I love that that was something that was brought up too because I think a lot of people need to understand that as well. So and that, was kind of like the, that was kind of the bulk of the episode was about Nyla Rose. Yeah. But I want to talk about these other yeah. three stars who got introduced yes, let's bring to that us up now. for it. <laughs> so, so we Jake got the Snake Neil. Roberts was the dealer for the Casino Royale. Oh, that was which, so good. I, I'm going to be honest. At first I was, I was like, God, that looks like Jake. And I looked at him so I was like, that is Jake the Snake. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Teal Piper was the first smoking. person to dealt her card. Right. Yeah, he was smoking too. Was yeah, wild. it's just fucking being Jake the douchebag snake and I love it. <laughs> so the next person in card was uh, Evlis, right? Is that how we said we were going to pronounce it? Um, I believe how we saw Evelise. it on the thing was Evelise. Evelise. Whatever. With Lucha Underground, which was cool. And, you know, she had her thing. This Okay, so before we make that, this next announcement, bear with me. So this next person to get announced, I, sh- I, I was in the chat room with you and Steve and yeah. Marty, and I popped. I'm not going to lie. As soon as it was revealed. So you see a woman in a mask. You know it's a woman because it's a female battle royal. Okay, so knock it off. Anyway, so you see a woman, um, and she gets dealt a card. And she looks at the card. She starts laughing. But she's wearing a mask, so you can't really see who it is. And then the person says, the bitch is back. And she takes off the mask. It's fucking jazz. And I'm not – my heart was like, so oh, my pumped. God, it's I get, jazz. Dude, I have goosebumps again from that. Like, I <laughs> that made me so hyped. Yo, dude, jazz, also, I was so you, excited. You want to know what? I pointed this out. I was pointing this out earlier when I was having a conversation about the Battle Royale. You want to know something that I think people aren't um, thinking about as well about this? Hmm. AEW just – confirmed that they have 21 separate female people to compete on the roster you can't do that unless you have you can't do that battle royale unless you have 20 female wrestlers that are willing to compete for your company i'm just going to point that out right now again there are 21 females that are willing to wrestle for aew if someone fucking tells me one more time they barely have anybody that wants to go wrestle for them i'm gonna shove the roster up your ass and do they have a full – is it a full 21-woman roster? Because I feel like they they're going to announce it's names. Not, it's not announced yet, but the thing is you have to have 21 people. Right. Regardless if the names are announced, there are 21 individuals that are – well, females. You know, I'm just saying, but 21 people that are, that are 20 diff- 21 different talents just for this 
alone. Whether or not they're fully signed or they're just a pastor through because AEW seems to be really good about allowing people wrestle for them if they're not fully signed exclusive. Regardless, there's 21 different female wrestlers that are going to compete. I don't see that happening with WWE without them having to call people from 1997. Yeah, and that's a shame though because like that's the sad part. If they want to do a thirty, if they want to do a thirty women Royal Rumble, they have it because the NXT roster is loaded with women roster women as well. They have enough people to do it. Mm -hmm. They just choose to call back people exactly, and that's the problem. That's what I'm saying is like we're going to see twenty one different female wrestlers. So let me read the list so far that they have said right. So they announced that obviously Brandy right. Nyla yeah. Rose, Britt Baker, Allie, uh, Yaka Sak- uh, Sakazaki, um, Teal, right? Uh, Ivelisse, Jazz, um, and that's eight women right there, right? But we know Awesome Kong, we know B Priestley, Hikura Shirita, Kylie Ray, Leva Bates, Penelope Four, Sadie Gibbs, Aja Kong, Rio. And those are two names that I just added at the end um, so far. So we're talking there's almost 14 women on the roster. And we know there's going to yeah. be more women to be added. Plus, we're not even talking about the six women. Exactly. The, the, most of the six women that were in the, in the matchup. So yeah. I can't wait. I'm, I seriously cannot wait to find out That's who why else gets I, announced. Right. It's why I say something new. It's why I'm waiting for the fall. Something new. Yep. You know, I want it because the thing is, like we said, they have the they have the talent. They just don't use it. So when I see a battle royal or whatever royal blah, blah, blah for WWE, I have to see people who competed between 1999 and 2004. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that I don't like them. I'm just saying, well, you could take Mia Yim and put her in there, but you don't feel like it. Nope. So it's it's I'm just happy that I'm going to see wrestlers that are wrestling right now in a wrestling match as opposed to wrestlers that I'm not going to see after just this rest that one time. Do you think Scarlett Scarlet Bordeaux that, goes to AEW? That, right. But I was going to say, that's the thing that I figure out annoys me. The reason why I don't like when they bring these people is because you don't, we don't see them after this. Right. They're, they'll literally just fill a, a fill a match, but toss everybody aside at the end. So, do you think Scarlett um, shows up in um in the AEW uh, Casino Royal? I don't know. It's one of those we'll have to see, man. It's getting interesting. People that there's more, and more. There's been more and more, you know, whispers in the indies about who people have been, you know, people not showing up for shows or people that have been talking to people. So, you know, you keep seeing it on Twitterverse. So I don't know. Regardless, I just want them to announce more and more so i can keep looking at wme and going why do i keep doing this to myself (laughs) (laughs) all right so speaking of the wwe we do have some big things coming up right obviously our favorite show is coming up nxt takeover toronto we have five matches on the card so let's talk about those matches and who we think are gonna win okay so match number one candice LeRae, io shirai singles match simple no stipulations I'm going to be honest, I'm pulling for Io Shirai. Oh, that's who I picked. I have Shirai. If if Candice wins, it's um, – as much as I love Candice, I think it 
squashes EO's It damages um, her bad. It damages her heel run. Yep. It 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 weakens her. That's the word I was looking for. Unless unless she hits Candace with like a steel chair. And yeah, unless like, it's like a disqualification like, yeah. or some crazy shit like that. Then it's just her being a crazy psycho bitch, and that's fine with me. Yo, her promo that she cut on <gasps> sorry, on NXT <gasps> in Japanese with subtitles. So bitch. awesome. I was watching yes. a real life anime. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um alright so racist. next <laughs> no it's not racist it's just I'm just geez. that's what we used to throw at each other when we would say something is like an anime <laughs> um, I was watching anyways, anime I watch anime all the time I was watching anyway. wrestling anime that's what I was watching um singles yes. match NXT women's championship right Mia Yim versus Shayna Baszler um I'm gonna be honest man uh I think Mia Yim can win it um I want Mia Yim to win it, but I feel like they're probably going to keep it on Shane. So you're gonna I'm going to take him. I'm, no, I'm going to take him because that's what all of I want. I want that. So I'm, that's my prediction because that's I'm going to will it to happen like those fucking white girls do in Starbucks with the visioning boards and whatever <laughs> else. I'm going to will it into the world. Mia Yim will happen. Um, But I feel like my my reasonable sign goes, yeah, but fucking Shayna Baylor's probably going to take it because it's some bullshit. So. Yeah, I think, I think, I think Shayna's gonna get called up, and I think that's why she's gonna. I, I think it'd be smart. It'd be a smart time because it's SummerSlam. Yeah. If they want to get her in some time before she goes to before, if they're gonna do, if they decide that they're gonna do the four women storyline, which still keeps floating around because Ronda keeps saying I'm coming back. Um, it would make sense because you need to have her some time on the way main roster wrestling is. Right, and you need the other two to follow. Exactly. So. Um, so the next match, Velveteen Dream, Pete Dunn, and, uh, Velveteen D- Dream versus <laughs> Pete Dunn versus Roderick Strong. Sorry, I know, I, I chopped That it. was great. Anyway, okay, whatever. Velveteen threat, Strong! <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. Uh, triple threat for the NXT North American Championship. I'm going to go with Roderick Strong. I am really torn on this one, but for some reason, I feel like Pete Dunn's going to surprise us all and take it. Yeah, Only because I feel like it should go on either Roderick Velveteen. I feel like they're just going to keep this whole surprise, Pete Dunn, and we'll have the bruiser wait again. <laughs> well, and and to be honest, I think Velveteen's getting called up. I agree with that. I too. I totally agree with that. I think the reason why I also am apprehensive about the title going on strong is unless Adam Cole pulls his I don't want to go to WWE like Johnny did, I feel like we're going to see Undisputed Era come up soon. Right. It's going to be within the next couple pay-per-views. If it's not after SummerSlam, it's going to be with the If it's not after SummerSlam, it's going to be after Survivor Series. Yeah. They'll give him at least a couple more months. Yeah, I can see that. Um, Street Profits versus the Undisputed Era for the NXT Tag Championships. I think the Undisputed Era is going to take it, and they're going to call Street Profits up. I'm gonna take. Oh yeah, I was going to give Undisputed Era as well. Yeah, I think they're calling Street Profits up because of the fact that they've featured him on the show already. So they're already like, "Hey, yeah, kind of like you already." So, and then you know, someone's going to say it'll be something like, um. Probably the revival 
they'll say like, hey, we've beaten all you guys. We can beat anybody. And then Street Profits come out on Raw and beat them. Yeah, all. something like that. Yeah. And then, you know, Revival something. puts over Street Profits. Revival leaves and they go to AEW. Woo! Anyway, That'd be nice. <laughs> two, two out of three falls match for the NXT Championship, which we know will go to the third match. Um, Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano. Right. This one's hard for me because I feel like Gargano should be the winner of this match. But I don't want the title leaving Adam Cole. Because I, I let legitimately if they if they did this smart, if they're gonna keep the Undisputed Era on NXT TV at least up until Survivor Series, but still build them up because I I firmly believe they're getting called up soon. I'm sorry, the way they've been building and strong, it just makes sense. I feel like if they're gonna keep, not pull them up soon, Roderick takes North America, and Undisputed Era takes Tag, and Adam takes Champion, so they all have gold again. Yep, I feel that's like that's a story. That's what I feel like is gonna happen. Really looking at this, the way that they can pull this off. I feel like that's what we're going to see. Yep. I'm taking Adam Cole. Bye bye. Right. My sister has those pins. Like the moment she, they got called up, she was like, yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're going to jump over to SmackDown. So we're agree. Actually, before we jump over, we're agreeing. Undisputed Era is going to be dripping a gold by the end of the oh, night. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. If, if there's a just God in this world, they're really good about being such cocky pricks when they have titles. I want it all. I can't. I can't <laughs> wait to see that. I can't wait to see that moment where Adam Cole just stands there. He looks at everybody and just says, "Told you it was gonna happen," and then just like that's it. You don't need to say anything else. Just whatever. Love right. Him. Um. So we're gonna jump over SummerSlam. We'll be taking that Sunday, right? Um. Yep. First match off the bat, right? We have uh, Drew Gulak versus Oni Lorcan for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. I'm taking Drew. I want Orny Lorcan to win because I feel like his yells at me every day. So let's get something out of this. <laughs> uh, Trish Stratus versus Charlotte Flair. I do not feel like they're going to let... Uh, I'm torn on this one. I don't know about you, but I'm torn because I don't... I don't know why they would have Trish Stratus lose her last match in wrestling ever. I do. Like I can them. see why, but they I don't put over Charlotte. I mean, I I can see them doing that for Charlotte, but what does that do for Trish? It just she's a legend. It's a retirement match. Yeah, yeah, but realistically, I'm sorry. Like it, we've seen them do this to other people in the bat in the past, where their their last retirement match they didn't put them over, and then you kind of go, uh, and years later they go, well, I wish we would have redone that. You yeah. know what I mean? Do if they. I think what would make this a good outcome is Tris wins by someone interfering. So she, Charlotte technically doesn't lose. So you still have a strong Charlotte. Trish doesn't have the L on her thing. And then we build up whoever's going to face Charlotte next time. That could work. I, I'm going to be, I think it'd be I, I don't think they're going to do it Mm-mm. because it's WWE, but I think a good way to still keep Trish not having um, going out on an L. I just, it, there's something about having her go out on an L that just, 
it's not settling in my stomach the way I thought it would. No, I'm taking I'm taking Charlotte. I'm taking Charlotte because I feel WWE's gonna fuck her. But I just, it just doesn't settle right in my stomach for some reason. Trish goes for the bulldog. Charlotte throws her away. Slaps on yep. the figure eight. Tap out. Yep. That's how I feel it's gonna happen. I'm okay with that though because it is Trish Stratus. She's a legend. She can hold that L. You know what I mean? If Charlotte yeah, loses, I... it damages a lot of things for Charlotte. That's just it is what it yeah, is. Yeah, but you have to also look at it this way. This is Trish Stratus's last match. Charlotte literally has several matches to make up for it. It was it was Kurt, Kurt Angle's last match, and he yeah, lost. And I hated it. And I fucking hated it. And I thought it was the biggest waste of someone's career ending match ever. He might have liked it. But as someone that watched his career from the beginning to the end in wrestling, I thought it was very it, it didn't settle. It's settling in me the same way that this is. So I'm just like, I mean, I get it. It's like it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it sucks. It's like, you couldn't write it better. That's what I'm saying. If they want to do it where someone someone's still strong, you have a good match. That's what I'm saying. You do the interference where Charlotte doesn't technically lose. Trish still has the win on her title, and then you ain't got to worry. But see, here's what I I think. Because there's always been that golden rule that when... Not really. I don't think... Not not necessarily, because there's been people that have lost... that's that, that's what their career ending match has been. It's just they don't. It doesn't seem like they're. When it I comes down to like when it comes down to like wrestlers really retiring, right? And I say really, quote unquote, right. Um, it's usually the older guy that's gonna put over the younger talent, right? So look at um, for which instance, I get that's what they're trying to do with Trish and, and Charlotte. that's what they're gonna do. I that's why I get I get it, but if this makes sense. Charlotte doesn't need that. She doesn't. And I mean, I, that I wish it would have been. I wish it would have been Ember Moon. I, yeah, I, that, I think that's probably why this doesn't. This whole, I think it's just because of the matchup itself. It doesn't settle right. Yeah, if it was Ember Moon, Cena, John Cena Rock thing. Exactly. If it was Trish Stratus versus Ember Moon, and Ember Moon got the win over Trish Stratus, it would build Ember Moon in a way that you just couldn't do that as organically as right. they are writing her right now. I think that I think that's probably what it is, is that it's the Charlotte Flair t- doesn't need this. Charlotte Flair is very strong as a wrestler without having a legend put her over. Charlotte's put herself over. Charlotte yeah. literally can call her dad and her dad can put her over. And I don't mean that shitty, I mean that legitimately. She has that that really um, that that luxury. You know what I mean? Ember doesn't there's other wrestlers that don't. So I think that's why it settles weird on me. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, if you look at it, realistically, there's five wrestlers in WWE and in contracted with WWE who don't need this matchup, right? Natalia doesn't need this matchup. Flair doesn't. Lynch doesn't. Banks doesn't. And Bailey don't. Like, they don't need this matchup with Trish. Everybody else in this roster can can use that. Ember, any, Billy... Uh, Peyton, Bitch, you could you could have put a uh, even though she's done well for herself, you could have put Alexa Bliss up against Trish Stratus, and I probably would have taken that match easier. I think it's because it's against Charlotte Flair, and it's not that I don't like Charlotte Flair. It's I think that Charlotte Flair is a strong enough wrestler by herself, strong enough on the mic. She is my favorite bitch when she is a heel wrestler. Like she is, oh, like oh, 
I get crushes on her at that time. I don't <laughs> think she needs this. No. I feel like this could be better served to somebody else. You know what we do need, though? To pick who's no. going to win between Bill Goldberg and Dolph Ziggler. By the way, That's I'm taking Goldberg. No. <laughs> Goldberg. All right. Uh, AJ That's Styles versus Ricochet. I, this one's weird. I'm on, I I'm on feel like Ricochet should win this. But I feel like they're not going to give it to him. But I'm still going to pick Ricochet. I want I want Ricochet to win too. I yeah, know I, I know AJ's going to win this match. But yeah, I'm it, that's the same thing. It's where I want so you know it's the same exact thing. I feel like Ricochet's going to Ricochet Balor should versus Bray Wyatt. Ah, Bray. I, if they don't have Bray Wyatt win this, it doesn't make sense. But I also am just done with them burying Finn Balor. If Bray does not win this match. I'm shutting off SummerSlam. Period. I don't blame you on that one. I probably would do the same exact thing if Bray doesn't win. The only way I will accept Bray not winning is if either Finn Balor does a a move set that we have never seen, and it is so ungodly fucking amazing that we have to be like, bow down to the Ab King, or um, it they write it in a way where the reason why he doesn't win is because of interference or somebody else or some shit like that. You know, like there's a reason why Bray doesn't win, and it's not because he wasn't good enough. That's the only way I'll accept. Those are lit. They literally have to be just specifically those two things for me to accept him not winning. Other than that, I probably am just going to have to uh, tell you, like, yeah, I didn't watch WWE this week when we go to do reviews. (laughs) So, Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon. Um, If (laughs) Owens loses, he has to quit the WWE. So, So we know who's going to win. Yep. I'm going with Shane McMahon. uh, I I feel like that's what's going to happen. I know. Because WWE, WWE will, quote unquote, force Owens to quit. And then he'll show up in the, the audience and yep. it's going to be Shane. It's going to be, it's got to be Shane. Uh, Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton, WWE Championship match. If they put this fucking belt on Orton, I riot. <laughs> I'm going to go with Kofi as well. <laughs> <laughs> Bailey versus Ember Moon. <laughs> Um, I want Ember Moon to take this one. She deserves it. She's a she's a fantastic wrestler. I understand everybody likes Bailey, and supposedly she's trying to get rubber on the or whatever the fuck. Ember Moon has done a great great job, and that fucking Eclipse is a goddamn amazing move that should be on my roster more. I do like Ember Moon, and I'm gonna take her for the SmackDown title, and I think uh, Sasha comes back at SummerSlam. I think so too i totally believe we're gonna see a sasha SummerSlam. i feel like this is what she was waiting for that uh, she was just bitching uh, being a crybaby on facebook about not getting her way just to throw off fans i gar- that would not shock me at all if she did that she is a wrestling student and that's another way to swerve marks right uh so. becky lynch versus natalia in a submission match for the raw women's championship I'm going to tell you this right now. I live right next to Canada. I live in Michigan, so I feel like I'm part Canadian, so I have to say this. If they have Natalia fucking lose in Canada, I hope Canada comes down and bitch slaps fucking Vince McMahon for this one. They have... Natalia better fucking win this one. So you're taking Natalia? I love Becky Lynch. I want Natalia to win this one. So I'm going to take the WWE 2K20 cover athlete. I mean, that's cool. I mean, it makes sense for her to win. Yeah, but and that's Natalia. why she's going to win. I just 
Toronto screw job. Let's go. Yeah, they're going to, I feel like they're going to, I'm going to be honest. I feel like the Vince is stupid enough to attempt to do that again. Oh yeah, he will. There's no, like he'll do, he'll, he'll mimic it and, you know, get Natalia on board or whatever. But I feel like they're going to end up doing that again, just to, just to flip off fans because that's what Vince does. He like, he gets, everybody is in Vince McMahon world. We're all his little action figures and he likes to pitch us against each other. Like we're hugging. Yep. And our last matchup of the night is going to be for the Universal title, Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. So, I'm, Brock. I'm, I'm thinking Brock. <laughs> I don't feel like they're going to pass it. I don't know. I, it doesn't seem right to give it to Seth on this one. If Seth wins, cool. But I'm I mean, yeah, if he wins, cool. I'm not going to be upset about it. No. If this makes sense, I don't feel as invested in this as I have been in past SummerSlams. Oh, yeah. So, I'm at this point where I'm like, whatever. That's why I said earlier, I'm like, just put the fucking bell on Natalia. Whatever, fuck it. You know what I mean? I'm so, nah about it. <laughs> it's not that it's not good wrestling. It's, I'm, you can't just shove some, some semi-decent wrestling on me after having me deal with X amount of months of shit. And think that like I'm not gonna come out with some PTSD, okay? So I've, I'm apprehensive as shit when it comes to SummerSlam. I hope it's awesome. I hope we come back on the next episode and we're like, motherfuckers, what the fuck? That was the best. Yep. I mean, I don't believe that's gonna happen, but it'd be pretty dope if it did. <laughs> it would be. In the meantime, between time though, Julie, tell them where they can find you. Um, as per usual, you can find me. Uh, Little last Chewbacca on Twitter. I keep forgetting I have the account because I keep trying to talk shit to Seth Rollins. You guys can do that for me too. Just talk about how bad he is on Twitter. Keep reminding him that. It's fun. Also, if you want to find me on Instagram, it's at a little less Chewbacca. We have hit the 91 pound mark, motherfuckers. Hey. 91 pounds down, bitches. So, yeah, if you want to find me on there, you know, being dumb and vegan, you know. Woo! <laughs> Um, and if you guys want, you guys can find me on all your favorite social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Vero, uh, Reddit, Discord, all the same, at CM underscore Miller 85. Um, then you guys can find us actually here on Frankensteiner, attached to Frankenculture. And then you guys can also find us on our MMA podcast, Get the KO. And then you guys can also find me on Nerds at Round Table. And you guys can find all of those um, on all your favorite podcasts, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, to include Google Play, iTunes, uh, Podcoin, whatever's clever. You guys just find right. us. So, in between time. Yeah, make sure, yo, before I forget, also make sure you guys go to our Instagram as well as our Facebook, Frankenculture. Make sure you guys are liking and following them because we don't just have podcasts sometimes we have twitch streaming sometimes we have little interviews that are done on a phone sometimes we just announce cool shit that's coming out in the world of video games hell so yeah. frank culture go look it up on instagram you know twitter find us down to facebook all that fun stuff send us your love um and in the meantime between time we will catch you guys next week where we'll review um, Raw, SmackDown, as well as NXT and SummerSlam. Fallout. You yeah, had the fallout of SummerSlam. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. guys will know by our voices if it was good. <laughs> Catch you guys next time. Bye, y'all!